0: Join me right now, back on the show, is Belter featherweight prospect, Janae Harding. How you doing?
1: Good, thank you. How are you?
0: Good, good. Um, let's get right into it. Israel Adesanya knocks out Robert Whitaker. Were you surprised by that result?
1: A little bit, yeah. Um, I was, um, like the event, we went up to Melbourne for the weekend to go see it. Couldn't miss uh, an ANZ card like that. Um, and we were both rooting for Rob. Um, Just because, obviously, he's just a a very underrated champion and a very well-rounded champion, so um, we're definitely backing him, and I was just so surprised, and um, just Israel's improvement and maturity in the fight, he did so well, and um, yeah, big upset, but props to him, it was such a great performance at the same time, like, such a great
0: performance. Yeah, it was pretty uh, insane how he would be able to come out dancing like he normally does. Everybody thinks that that's new, but that's just him. He's been doing that for many years and going into yeah. that cage in front of so many people and, and perform. He is a bona fide superstar, I think. I think he's just going to grow from there, right? Yeah,
1: I think, like, I, I was very impressed with his walkout, and I, I've always been someone who's been a bit of an advocate for that. Not really theatrical, but just something just a little bit more heartwarming on your your walkout gives a little bit of a different vibe to fighting. I mean, obviously we all fight, but there's more to us than that, and it's kind of a little bit more personal. Um, I mean, even in reference to like the Conor McGregor um, Chad Mendes fight, um, that was that was such a cool kind of change of having live bands there. And I mean, boxing sometimes boxing people like Floyd's walked out with Justin Bieber and stuff before. It just like brings a just a different kind of side of fighting to the to the vibe like especially for those that are watching it live i really pumped me up and it was cool to see him show some skills and he sent it; he nailed the walkout as well like not only did it but did it well so yeah i would be excited to see if a lot more people kind of catch on and start doing that sort of
0: thing i hope so now let's get into you know your fights Delator 219 you know you had a dominant win over an undefeated opponent what did you think of that performance, and was there anything about your performance that you were disappointed in?
1: Um, yeah, that was a, a lot that I was kind of disappointed in. It wasn't, for me, my, my best performance. I think um, mentally I wasn't 100% in the fight. Um, and then as, as well, we, we'd made a few changes in the camp, so I think a combination of increased muscle mass and um, just not being used to kind of a new physique did make a bit of difference in just how technical I was, especially coming to the, the third round, I was just a little bit sloppy and um, obviously gassed quite a bit. And I mean, I was I was still happy to come away and be dominant, um, especially in the striking part, which was obviously something that I concentrate on doing. But um, I was I was really looking forward to just showcasing my jiu jitsu against someone who has such high jiu jitsu and just being able to show that as much as I'm a striker, like I I've, I've been working my jiu jitsu this whole time, uh, and I I have solid jiu jitsu. As well, it's just not something that I gravitate towards um, in the way of my performances. So it was really good to kind of test that stuff, but definitely a lot to work on. And I, I think coming into this next fight will make a big difference.
0: There must be somewhat of a satisfaction in yourself, right? That you didn't feel like you performed so well, but you still got a dominant win, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was the, that was, I think, like initially, I mean, even if you'd seen the fight, like, afterwards I was so angry at myself like I think sometimes you you're so hard on yourself as soon as I finished as soon as that last bell went I was so um like I kind of felt like I just could have done better straight away and then as soon as I kind of sat back and um especially like the couple days following looking at my performance and and understanding that even on a on a bad day I still dominated such a high caliber like opponent it really made a big difference in in me and myself and believing in my abilities um i think like obviously we're all super critical of ourselves but just to not i just wanted to be so much better obviously you always you want to be better than what you are but i just wanted to be have that gap be so i guess substantial that it was very evident that i won and, and as much as i i won unanimous decision i would have liked it to be a little bit more dominant and yeah it was always good to know that either way Even in a bad mindset and that kind of thing, I still came away with the win and I can still rely on my my abilities on my worst day, so it's good.
0: Well, right now, it's exciting times for the Bellator featherweight division. You know, Chris Cyborg just signed on. Leslie Smith joined the promotion. You got a bunch of girls that are coming up. It's very exciting. You know, did you expect that when you first signed with them? Did you expect it to become this deep so fast?
1: I kind of, like, I always knew they definitely had the stronger featherweight division of course like back then the UFC was really struggling to build theirs and um, all they really had was Chris Cyborg and I always knew I mean even when I got signed Chris shared that um, on her story and she's always been a massive advocate of just growing the sport especially the featherweight division for females Um, so I kind of I could see that she always had her eye on our division which goes to show that it was something to keep your eye on um, but I really didn't expect, I mean, in the in the last two years, it's just really skyrocketed. And I think they've extended the gap between the UFC and the Bellator featherweight division so much so that it's almost out of reach for the UFC now. And I think like that just makes it so much more exciting to be a part of, I'm not only, like, if I become a title holder in Bellator, I'm not only a world champion, I'm a world champion in the deepest featherweight division on earth right now, like there's nobody, there's no other divisions that will, will come close. So and of course, like I would love to fight some of the people in the UFC that are in the featherweight division, but to get that belt isn't isn't just like a, a token belt, it's a, it's a definite major like achievement in itself. So I think it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm so excited that Bellator has put so much effort into making sure that it becomes this kind of caliber.
0: Completely agree, completely agree. Now, your next step is Amanda Bell, Bellator, 233 the biggest test to date for bellator what are your thoughts on her and the skill set she brings to the cage
1: i think um she's a she's a fantastic opponent i mean she's been around for a very long time too which is really cool her, her record um isn't the best of course but she's fought some of the best of, of the best people which it, which makes a massive difference and it just gives it so much more credibility and she's a dangerous girl And for me, I think that's a great fight. Like I love to be challenged, and um, not only am I challenged, but I do feel like my style works perfectly against hers, and um, that kind of thing will just allow me to really showcase my skills and and showcase the fact that I am super worthy to be up the top end of these um, featherweight female rankings. So um, for me, I'm I'm just super excited. It's been it's been a good vibes camp, like the whole way through, and it's just kind of we're just really focusing on making sure I perform my best and really improve off the last performance, especially.
0: You're joining me during your commute to go train. You're driving, I think you told me earlier, an hour to go to your to the spot where you train. Where are you going, actually?
1: Um, so I'm heading to uh, Grange High Performance, my boxing gym. Um, I'm lucky enough that I have all my gyms are kind of in the same area, but my work is quite a far way away from all of them. So um, it's just a couple of days a week that I kind of have to do the big commute. Um, I mean, anywhere. I think anyone in Sydney will tell you, any anywhere you go, it's really difficult to set up your lifestyle all in the one spot because Sydney's such a big place. So, I don't really, really mind it too much. But yeah, but Tuesdays is like a little over an hour just to get from straight from work to boxing sparring, and then yeah, and then train for a bit. But it's worth it for sure.
0: What do you normally do during your commute? Because an hour is pretty long. Do you just kind of like. Sit sit with your thoughts or what is going on
1: yeah it depends like um depends what i'm feeling i mean a lot of the time i'll, I'll throw a podcast on because that obviously helps utilize the time without without being um kind of on your phone as well like I, I do social media a little bit on the side as well so i try not to touch my phone when i'm driving because obviously that's pretty dangerous and um the best thing is kind of just like to keep podcasts on or or kind of just think and, and plan a lot i i I'm one of those people, especially in fight camp, fight camp is the most organized I ever am. And I'm always one of those people that will just like quickly jot things down or, or like remind myself, make lists. And maybe it's organizing food that I need to make sure that I have for the week, or I need to organize printing for my fight kit, or I need to call this person or, you know, like do podcasts and all that kind of stuff. So I just want to make sure like I don't get overwhelmed during fight camp. And I think planning for me, it just gives me that peace of mind. And then, I don't have to stress about it. I like I like to be organized throughout the whole camp, so I don't have to stress.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that you're going to your boxing gym. You know, you've been working on your boxing more than ever it seems like. How far do yeah. you believe you have excelled in the sweet science?
1: Like leaps and bounds. I think I think back when I originally started, a lot of people believed in my power of my hands and um a lot of people kind of just assumed that i was a boxer as well because i was taking up these boxing fights um but it wasn't necessarily doing them through choice i just wanted to stay active and that was the most accessible sport to me i was able to kind of do a few pro boxing and once you get into it obviously your name gets out and then people just want you on the show so um it's something that i kind of ended up like subconsciously just becoming a part of but at the same time, I, I could never really box. Like I was never like a great boxer and I never really refined it as much as I should have. And now, um, now that I'm at Grange Time Performance, now that I'm under Anthony Redwood, um, I've just improved so much. I mean, like I kind of tell everyone h- how good of a coach he is, but it's crazy because he doesn't do anything special. There's no fancy, nothing, but I've just really stripped back to basics, gotten all my basics a little bit more corrected and, simple things like distance and, and just keeping my elbows in tight and being defensive and that kind of stuff has made massive difference on all of my striking and, and it shows in all my um, sparring rounds and stuff. And so when you see improvements like that, like I know that this gym is the place that I'll stay for a long time. And I think as well, like I haven't been traveling as much. So I've been able to just stay in the one spot with the one coach and the, uh, the same group of training partners. And that's made a massive difference as well.
0: Your opponent, Amanda, she is known to bang with her opponents, you know, and you've been working on your boxing, so a lot of people are, are going to anticipate a stand up war. Do you see that happening, or do you want to utilize every skill you
1: have? I want to utilize every skill I have. I want to make sure that I'm just showcasing the fact that I'm an all round fighter. Um, like I attempted last time, I just wanted to reiterate that I'm. I have a solid ground game and I have a solid all-round MMA game. I mean, I've been doing MMA for a long time now. And um, as much as I've been working on this boxing, it's just been complementing my original style and just just being like sharpening and, and cleaning up all my original skills will then make me a little bit more able to show everyone that I, I am that all-round fighter that can make solutions for certain styles and, and really work off whatever situation I need to. To, to get the W and I think um, this next five Hoverly really show and because she's a brawler that, that helps me a little bit I, I'd like to show the gap between like a little bit cleaner and more technical than brawling I always I mean I've been that person that kind of gets into brawls and gets into scraps um, but I, I never had to like I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to do that um, to get the win where I should just stay clean on my performances and stuff and I think that's a little bit more impressive than uh, I guess showing heart showing that you're durable durable isn't necessarily a good compliment sometimes. so um, that's my main focus for this for this next fight and just really being being mindful and and clean.
0: Just like boxing, you know, Nothing happens overnight. You know, you added a strength and conditioning coach and you've been with him for a little bit now. Have you seen, like, you know, of course it's not going to happen right away, but have you seen yourself kind of leveling up slowly, you know, in the past, like, maybe eight months or so?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess the easiest way to notice the difference is just noticing your physique. And um, even in between fights now, uh, when I do blow out a little bit, Blowing out at a like a much healthier way, and you can kind of see more definition. And even though I'm um a little bit heavier on the scales uh, physically, I look a little bit better. I'm I'm sitting a little bit leaner. I think this next fight as well, uh, coming into it, I will be a little bit leaner. Um, the last fight I was a lot bigger and I had a lot more muscle mass, but I was still kind of similar um, fat percentage and that that kind of thing. So I think um that's the easiest way to notice the difference, but as well as that, um, the way I lift and and how kind of how much easier it is for me to do now. Obviously, you kind of never have an easy workout. it Progressively gets harder. You increase the weight. You increase the repetitions or whatever it is. But at the same time, I, I'm so much more technical and so much more stronger in, in little things like my posture and stabilizers and that kind of thing. And then um, that translates a lot in, in my training. And I find that my endurance has become a lot better. So. That definitely has made a massive difference, and it's kind of the first time I've properly implemented it in my career. And I'll be interested to see coming into this fight, especially how it goes now that I've been there even longer than the last
0: game. Yeah, becoming a, a complete athlete, not just a fighter, but just a, just an overall athlete, right? That's what it's all about yeah. nowadays, you know, to become the best. Um, another big fight is happening on the same night. Arlene Blankow is facing Leslie Smith. A lot of people will have their eyes on that fight along with yours. What is your breakdown of that fight?
1: I think it's a great fight. Um, I mean, when Leslie got signed, I was super interested in that fight for myself as well. And, um, of course, I've always been interested in a, a rematch with Arlene, and I'm sure we'll get our time, um, no doubt, now that we're in the same promotion. Um, but I'm just, I'm just interested to see how they go. I mean, um, obviously Leslie had a great run in the UFC, and... She's a veteran on her own accord, um, but, I, but Arlene has incredible skills, especially in the striking, and, and she's so heavy-handed that I think, um, I think Leslie will have a little bit of trouble with that, but either way, I think we'll make a great fight, and I'm just, I'm just happy that I'll be front row and center for it, and I'll hopefully be able to run out after my fight and watch it live, because, um, yeah, it's such a great matchup, and I think with the featherweight division growing, we're just getting more of these great matchups that people are really tuning in for. And, um, I think it will only progressively
0: get better. Early 2020 Chris Cyborg will be challenging Julia Budd for the featherweight title. I think it's the the biggest fight the division will ever have, you know, so far, you know, what are your thoughts on Chris Cyborg getting a title shot right away after she got signed? Do you feel like she should fight somebody or do you, do you like the idea of her fighting for the title?
1: I'm not mad at her fighting for the title. I mean, um, out of everyone, I mean, even in our division, she's definitely earned it um, from her strike force days and Julia's strike force days. They both are such great calibre opponents for each other. And I think um, that's probably a matchup that they've both been waiting for for a long time. And uh, Julia's such a strong champion um, that it's kind of the first match that would come to mind that's going to be Chris's biggest challenge. So I think... Um, I'm I'm happy that she gets a title fight, and I I'd just be interested to see who who walks away with the title, and then and then how we go from there, and who she continues to fight because there's so many great matchups for her, not only Julia but obviously people like Arlene and then myself and all that kind of thing. So it, I think it's just great for the division to like straight away draw attention to Cyborg signing over to Bellator, giving her that title shot, and then yeah, really bringing the viewers over and, and getting excited for it.
0: Do you think Cyborg? will knock out Julia Budd? Or do you think Julia Budd will be able to knock out Cyborg?
1: To be honest, I don't think it will be a knockout. I think, if anything, it, it would be a TKO by either either ladies. But I just think, um, I think, like, especially now, Cyborg's a little bit more well-rounded, um, and so is Julia. So I would be interested to see, um, especially after watching Cyborg's last performance um, in the UFC, it was interesting to see how she went against someone who could take a few shots and, and going to decision and stuff. Now, I think um, as well, I do think she is slowing down a tiny bit um, just because of her age and because of her age in this sport as well. That makes a big difference. Um, so I just think, I think technically they'll, they'll go head to head in a few different sections. I think we'll get to see a few different areas from both women. And then um, I guess who makes the better decisions to come out on top. I, I, I really don't think it's going to be one of those like quick finishes from either girls, but
0: either way it'll be interesting to see yeah definitely a fun fighter because uh, julia but she's seemed unbeatable recently and that's why i like this fight because it's like can she beat cyborg you know that's the that's the big yeah. question now
1: I'll you know, voice.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah exactly uh you've trained in asia you fought in asia bellator is going to japan at the end of december are we gonna see you on that card do you want to be on that card
1: I would love to be on that card. Um obviously all my energy is going into this next fight. Mm. Um, but I haven't really fought in a while and um I've only fought once with Bellator this year, so I would love to finish the year off um active with a quick turnaround. I'm hoping to come out obviously with any with no injuries and, and no issues there, but um Japan, I mean, of all places, Japan was the one place I didn't get to go when I was living in Asia and I, I was kind of moving around to a lot of places. And to fight there, the fight fans in Japan are insane, so that would be amazing. then with and the main event, like, that would just be an extra bonus. And all the Ryzen fans, I couldn't think of anything better. I have my sights set on on my next matchup, and um, I'm kind of, like, hoping to, to move that along with Bellator soon. I have two fights left on this contract, so after Amanda, I've got one left. And if they can turn it around quick, I'd love to see myself in Japan for sure.
0: Yeah, you know, maybe the winner of Blenkao uh, and uh, and Leslie maybe. Smith. Who knows? It's like yeah. a little mini tournament, you know, on, yeah, exactly. at, on November 8th, right? Well, uh, it's going to be great to see you back in the cage. You know, it's been uh, been a while. Bellator 233, Oklahoma. Thank you so much, Danae, for the time. And uh, good luck on the fight. And hopefully we'll see you in Japan. For
1: sure. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, man.